Welcome to Seeing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. How has your week been? Well, it was a spoopy week. It was Halloween. It was a spoopy week. Or the end of October. The last few days of October. Yep. Now it's the first new day of November. Indeed. Because we record on Thursdays. Because the curtain that used to cover (laughs) the facade of when we recorded was burned several episodes ago. That's fine. I want to be honest with our listeners. Yeah. And Take let them, them know behind that the scenes. Brad takes his sweet old time editing podcasts. <laughs> well, I mean, they have to assume that that's what happens. We don't just record and then it's magically released at 7 a.m. on Tuesday. The first one was that way. I know, but I'm just saying, like, if it was, if we recorded at, like, 6 a.m. on Tuesday, and then it came out at 7 a.m. or something. In all reality, it's really live, and we're just perfect at doing recording. So perfect. I don't say um at all. There's no pauses. I don't Google things for 10 minutes. Yep, there's no stuttering. There's no removal of comments that were started but never finished. Wow, you do that too? I did on this last one. Uh, You were saying something, but then you changed your thoughts, and it didn't uh, fit, so I just took it out. Perfect. <laughs> you make worked. me sound smart. Well, you are smart. You, s- you even spelled it that one time, S-M-R-T. Yeah. <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-G. <laughs> Sorry. R-E-S-P-E-C-G. Respect. Res- <laughs> respect. I just watched that Parks and Rec episode the other day. Yeah? Which is why it popped into my head. And they misspell respect? Andy does. That's very nice. He said you should be like Eurethra. Urethra Fl- Franklin. Urethra Flank and Franklin. Okay. I don't remember if that's exactly. And his just let it all out. Spelling. He's just like <laughs> he just goes. <laughs> yeah, let it all out. R e s p e c g. I feel Find like he spells it. it means to I feel me. like he spells it way worse than I just did, actually. Because you're an editor and you're trying to fix it. I know my brain won't stop. But you, but you'll let it. Do. It's like me trying to sing out of tune. It's really hard to. Yeah. To to be to imitate somebody who's tone deaf i can't do it because mm-hmm. eventually i get into tune and it's like ah, i'm trying so hard to show you guys how this is but i just can't do it <laughs> mm-hmm. hmm. what did you do for halloween i went to the gym so spooky it was a wednesday <laughs> i was listening to a podcast and enjoying it a lot and I was not paying attention to where I was driving and totally drove past my exit to stop at home. So I went and got some food, chilled for a bit, then went to the gym early and walked on the treadmill for 22 minutes. And then my friend showed up and then we did our lifting. Cool. And then he he was like, uh, so I guess that means you don't want to do cardio after. And I'm like, I'll still do cardio after. But at the end of it all, I think... He was done. He's like, well, let's, <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> and they redid the tile in the front of the gym I go to, and mm-hmm. it was done finally. All grouted and then coated. So it was really dull while they were doing it. And after they put the seal on, it's really shiny and looks really nice. So exciting. Next is carpet. Wow. Because they have pallets of padding. So the gym is getting a re- makeover. Magical. I know. It's going to smell less like stinky sweat and... And then it'll be the new stinky sweat smell. Woohoo! That new gym smell. <laughs> cool. Fresh stench. Fresh. Yeah. Stench. Yeah. Stench. Fresh stench. I was trying to find another word, but I couldn't. I'm Fresh tired. stank. <laughs> Fresh stank. Tony stank. Tony stank. What did Tony stank for? <laughs> um. Sookie went, has found her newfound fame and wants to be in the podcast. She's always in the podcast. Yeah, but after her very, very exciting wake-up call oh, on yeah. our last podcast, right, she, she wants to uh, really get involved. She is not allowed. Why not? Because she's a diva. Oh. I'm a, a diva. She'll just take up all I'm the a, airwaves. I'm a diva. 
Yeah. All like right. That. Well, now that we're done with spoopy month. I didn't get to talk about Halloween. Oh, talk about Halloween. God. Do it. <laughs> Do it to it. I went to a Harry Potter bar. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a bar that was decorated to look like Harry Potter-y. Um, I don't know if it was supposed to be like Hogwarts, but it was very hairy. <laughs> it was very hairy? It was very hairy in there. So shag carpet. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was like... A really big guy with a huge beard. Uh, okay. There was... And he had a, a huge dog that he called Fluffy. Portrait of Dumbledore. That was cool. Was and it like, moving and talking to you? I don't know. I wasn't drunk enough to tell. To go, I'm Dumbledore. I'm Dumbledore. And then the bar had, it was like the Leaky Cauldron, and they had all these themed drinks, and I mm-hmm. had butter beer, and I finally had cream soda. It was amazing. Finally had cream soda? I mean, I finally had it after craving it again, after the last time I had it, which was like two weeks ago. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I got you cream soda. I know. It's Ace all your Comic-Con. fault. It's like you started me on the path. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I just want cream soda all the time. Well, I'm lucky that I drink black cherry soda because that black cherry soda was out of the world. Is the world and no black cherry soda is ever so good it's as true. that was. So that cream soda was excellent. Whereas cream soda is always very tasty. Yeah, but that one was especially tasty. It was. But um, the drinks were fifteen dollars. Yikes! I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" She did light it on fire, though. That was cool. The butterbeer? No, my goblet of fire. Okay. So I got, so I paid $10 to get in, like, adva- like VIP in, mm-hmm. and then got a drink ticket for that. So okay. my first drink was technically $10. And then the second one I had, that they, she was like, $15, please. And I was like, are you fucking serious, lady? Here's your dollar tip. Yeah. What was your second drink? That was my second drink, goblet of fire. Oh, what was your first drink? Butterbeer. What was your third drink? I didn't have a third drink. Really? Because they're $15. Then you would only been up to 50 bucks. That's too much for... An evening out. Too much. I already spent $6 getting there on an, in an Uber. An Uber. An Uber. You, an Uber? <laughs> but, and as a result... Was your Uber driver dressed up for Halloween? No. Oh, bummer. But as a result, I'm tired. Yeah. Because I'm old now and those two drinks were strong and kicked my ass. Wow. Oh, you're old because you can't handle your booze anymore. Right. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I still got home at like 11:30, but I was st- and I got like six and a half, seven hours of sleep. Uh huh. Still, still just, kind of hungover. Bum tuckered. Yeah. Still really tired. Wow. Well, that makes me happy. Why? Because I average anywhere from four to six hours of sleep a night, and I'm tired too at times, but it's because I'm sleeping like four hours, three days in a row. (laughs) I usually go to bed around midnight, and then I usually get six and a half to seven hours of sleep every night. Mm -hmm. So if I get less than that, my whole body is sad. Just sad. So sad. Sad body. And I also haven't worked out in like two weeks, and so... You're a disgrace. I feel guilty about it, and mm-hmm. also I feel like I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I feel like that might be why I'm extra tired, because I haven't been in my normal routine. Yeah. Because last couple weeks have just been so busy and like too many things going on. and Working out does get you going. It does, and I always feel better when I do it, but just getting myself there is half the battle. I feel my best when I work out. Same. Then the rest of the time I'm like, I don't feel so good. Mr. But then Stark, I go to the gym. I feel so good. <laughs> and I feel the best when I work out. <laughs> if I could work out all day, every day, all the time, you, I would feel amazing all the and time. And then you would be in a Marvel movie because that's their job. <laughs> yeah. Working out all the time. And I'd just be walking around like flexing all the time unintentionally. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. That sounds like the life. Yeah. Marvel, hit me up. I'll do something. I could be, I don't know. Who's a fairly large Marvel hero? <laughs> the Hulk? <laughs> no, not that large. Thanos? Uh, no, he's already got, they've already cast those. <laughs> who's a less, I don't know. Who's a less known, fairly large Marvel? You guys email us at c 
doublepodcast at gmail.com and give us your ideas. Yeah. And then, I don't know. then we'll push it and I'll <laughs> yeah. be in the Marvel movie down the line somewhere. For sure. Anyway, we're not talking about Marvel today. <laughs> Contrary to really? popular belief. <laughs> I just thought we were. <laughs> I just mean as the topic. Because uh, we always do at some point. What do we talk about then? We talk about Orphan Black. Orphan is the new black. <laughs> Orphan is the new black. Um, and it is one of my favorite episodes. Why? Because um, it was the episode where, so I was really into the show already. Uh-huh. But this is the episode that was like, oh, I love this show. Like it solidified mm. my love for it. Yeah. Because it was so Off wacky. Off the rails. And, cr- and Allison is so crazy. And <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, yeah. It's a good It's, it's a, a good, good episode. One. There's clones. Clones play going on. Yeah. Clone swaps. Some golf. It's in it, And it's kind of like a bottle episode because it all takes place, or, you know, 90% of it takes place in at- a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> At the bottom of Allison's bottle. <laughs> yeah. Allison's, Allison's in this one in a bottle. Uh, in the Hendrix house is what I mean to say. Yes. The other locations are the university and Beth and Paul's apartment or townhouse. And there's a short stint at the loft above the bathhouse. Oh, right. You know, with a gentleman. <laughs> a gentleman caller. Mm-hmm. So. We're on. This is episode six of season one. Wow, it's only it's only took us almost a whole year to get six episodes in. <laughs> we have a lot of other things to talk about too. I mean, if you just want us to be an orphan black podcast, we can do that. Stephanie, it's episode forty-two. Oh, and we're on episode six yeah. of Orphan Black. Yeah, <laughs> we're winning this game. We are. So, yes, Allison is been paranoid okay so all of the clones are paranoid about their monitors they're finding out about that people close to them are the ones who have been assigned to watch them sleep watch them live their lives report mm-hmm. back uh hook them up with medical experiments while they're sleeping all of this weird shit and we all know this because of the the bug that was put in paul's op- pool the bug that was put in paul's office um by Olivier? Oh, you mean? Sorry, he was talking to Olivier. Yeah. Sarah put the bug in his office. Right. Yes. Sorry. And, and and he said, "You're you're her monitor. You're supposed to." Uh, what did he, what did he say exactly? Something about oh man, like just monitor her life choices, but not don't interfere. Don't interfere. Yeah. Right. He's an observer, not a interferer. Interferer. Mm-hmm. Wow. But this has led Allison down the path of being very suspicious of her husband Donnie and last episode she you know found his special box full of big blue big boob blowies right that were previously underneath the bottom drawer of his amazing closet yeah damn that closet thing. yeah that was that, I still dope want one closet I need a walk-in closet with that dope closet stuff uh-huh. so thanks to her paranoia she bought uh, spy camera and she set it up to watch Donnie as they sleep at night to see if he gets up and goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. Or if people come and experiment on her. Or if people her. come and experiment on her. That's a more logical reason. <laughs> I think that's a more logical, yes. I agree. Uh, um, probably less to do with Donnie and more to do with... It's probably a combo. Do doctors show because up? If, because Paul... Does she get abducted in the middle of the night? Right. But I mean, I'm sure Donnie was part of it because... She assumed that he was, you know, leading the charge, considering Paul, Paul, Paul was next to Sarah while that was happening. Maybe they drugged Paul, too. Paul. Oh, wait, we already know that's not a fact because we already know that he's a monitor. Yes. Oops. Can't throw that shady. Maybe it wasn't Paul thing in there because he's already been outed. But he doesn't know what he's doing, really. Knowing what I know now, after having watched this whole series. Yeah. I wonder if the idea of his involvement in this experiment evolved came later. Yeah. Because knowing what I know later, him not knowing anything about now seems weird. That's true. But 
if he knew the one side of it, he may have just not realized that there was another half of the experiment. Okay. Because he was assigned to the one, to that side. To the... My microphone thing's a musical instrument. It is. That's pretty cool. Because, like, the military side was that part of it. Right. Speaking very vaguely. You know what I'm yes. talking about. Yes, I and know exactly. And the other part. And so does Stacy. So he didn't know... He didn't know that there was another side to the experiment. Possibly. We're going to have to pay attention for this when we get there. Yeah. You know, in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Keep listening. It's like a fucking Marvel movie. In 2020, we'll get to episode season three. Yep. Um, That's actually probably accurate. (laughs) Thank you. So. I did some quick math. (laughs) Not really. So, yeah, her paranoia about Donnie has reached a boiling point. Mm-hmm. He is snoring way beside her, but she's been recording them all night, and so she gets up before he does and goes to review the tapes. They kind of remind me of, like, paranormal activity a little bit. It's very okay. creepy. Yeah. And then he gets up at around 4 a.m. and stands over her bed. For a brief second. But it, it's very paranormal activity. And then it's he walks of off in yeah, his tidy whities But then he leaves. And then the memory card runs out around 6 a.m., so we don't ever see when he came back. But at some point, he came back to bed because she wakes up next to him and he's in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, of course, Allison is even more suspicious. Right. This kind of sends her over the edge a little bit. Right. And in the beginning of this, he's frantically filling the dishwasher, dishwasher with dirty dishes and talking about how Allison didn't take care of anything she was supposed to take care of for the thing they have that day. Yeah. They only have three hours. And- yeah. Allison's just standing there silently, mm-hmm. glaring him down. It's like Allison would normally be fretting about all of this stuff. Like, you know, she, everything always has to be perfect for Allison. She's right. always in charge. She knows what's going on. She's got it together. And right now she's just suspicious. Yeah, right now she's just too focused on what's going on with Clone, Clone Club. She, asks, she finally asks him where he went in the middle of the night. And he said, I know we had a bad day yesterday. <laughs> Uh, and she's like, a bad day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, okay, I'm going to go get the stuff that you didn't get. So blah, blah, blah. We can talk about it later. Whatever. And then, but Allison doesn't want him to leave. She wants answers. Right. She wants to know where the fuck he went. So she practices her swing with the driver. Yeah, she grabs a golf club and uh, smacks Donnie. In the face. In the face. And he goes down hard. And yes. then she is very alarmed by what she has done. Uh, well, wouldn't you be? Like, oops. I'll bring, in a, I'll bring up a golf club next week. I know. And then you can hold it and then know exactly how alarmed she might have been <laughs> after what she did. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted me to, like, practice. Like, I don't No, I don't please, need do I would rather you not hit me in the face <laughs> with my golf club. I mean, I, I like not having a concussion being knocked out big bruise on my side of my head yeah i bet it would hurt a lot that that's not no. i would feel really bad too i i would hope so and i don't have a i don't have you a don't really have a, good glue yeah. gun like her yeah and you don't have <laughs> stairs to accidentally slide me down <laughs> I, I could just take you out in the hall <laughs> there's stairs over there do you at least have like a a hockey uh helmet no, I mean, I could put a See? hat on you. Yeah, but the hat's not going to do it. <laughs> um, maybe a wig, these bunny maybe, ears would be maybe like... <laughs> those are my, like, Cersei wig. It's got that big oh, yeah, the roll big pool, on top. That the could big be, pool uh, float, yeah. That could, could that maybe could protect me a bit. Some of the fo- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, and then, interpretive dance music, go. Womp. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how this. I don't. Song either. goes. It's. It's impossible to. I, I can't even remember right now. Yeah. See, because you're on. You're on. Uh... Island time. <laughs> yeah, you're on island time. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> you're on. Uh... What? What am I on? I muted you, computer. <laughs> You're not supposed to make noise. You're on the spot, so you forget. That's what I was trying to say. So, back at Beth and Poles, Pole tells Sarah about his time in the military as a private contractor and that he's not doing any of this by choice, that they forced him to be Beth's monitor for two years without ever knowing why. 
and he says, you ch- but you chose to infiltrate Beth's life. You chose to screw her boyfriend right on this counter. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, Paul, we, we get it. He's living the greatest hits <laughs> over li- in his head. We know you enjoyed the kitchen sex. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice counter. It is a nice counter. <laughs> it's just really funny that he has to like point. He literally points it out. Mm-hmm. Points at the counter. <laughs> is it creepy that he talks about himself in the third person? Because, at, well, as they say, the next, the next lines are like, and he says, and you weren't even you. And she says, and you weren't you either. Yeah. So they were both playing a role. Uh-huh. So in a way, he is talking about himself in the third person. That was Beth's boyfriend that screwed Sarah on the counter. Uh-huh. Not Paul. Paul. Not Paul. Okay. So I think that's... This is where I really like the Sarah Paul. It's where the Sarah Paul dynamic starts to go, and I really like it. Okay. Because. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I also love Cal, but I really like Paul too. Mm-hmm. My. Anyway, <laughs> stop wiggling your eyebrows at me. <laughs> but I feel like this is where I mean, Brett's over there looking at you right now, feeling betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> I can like a bunch of different men, Brett. Calm down. <laughs> also, you're married and have a kid. <laughs> Brett, I'm not married. Brett. Oh, oh, you were talking to Brett in that moment. Yes. Apologizing to him. <laughs> yes. Because you told me to apologize for, for your lustful um, <laughs> inner dialogue. I see. I get it now. You told me to basically. Brett, would you like to come on the microphone? I mean, apparently, <laughs> you can co-host the show just sitting there with your arm around. Steph, but not Steph. And then you can be like, <laughs> and you well, are you either. <laughs> and you took a picture with me right here <laughs> in this very spot in front of this very backdrop. <laughs> um, but this is where I think that the dynamics interesting because they like, especially like those lines in particular. Like, you weren't you, and you weren't you either. They were both playing this role, but then now they finally get to. Be around each other as and, the real people. And be themselves, okay, yeah. And I think this is that's why they slowly start to develop this relationship. Yeah, but Paul's a little scary this episode. He is scary this episode. Next episode, or I think episode seven, eight, like they get real cute. But, okay. Um, like this episode, yeah, he's really really intense still. Well, because he doesn't trust Sarah yet. Right. He doesn't know what the fuck she's doing, and she doesn't trust him either. So. Um, but he says that he was serious about getting her away from all of the medical testing and going to Rio. Like uh-huh. he wanted to do that. Okay. Because he wanted to save Beth. He didn't like this was happening because he needed to understand it. Mm-hmm. He tells her that the results go to Olivier, but from there he doesn't know anything. And so she gets up and acts like she's about to take a shower and kind of distracts Paul by getting oh. undressed in front of him, turns the water on. She, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then she disappears. And climbs out the window. She says, why is that? And then he answers her question, yeah. and then she doesn't respond to it. And then he's like, Sarah? And he walks into the room, and the window's open, and she's gone. Yep. Streaking around Canada. <laughs> it's cold there. Well, we, what time of the year was it? I don't think it was that cold yet. I, I mean, feel it like seemed, it seemed like it's cold. still summer. No, I feel like in Orphan Black, they're always wearing coats and hoodies and hats and gloves and scarves. Like, the entire series. But everybody coming to the Henderson's house were wearing, you know, nice regular clothing with no coats. But if they were having a party, it would have been a barbecue if it was summer. Okay. I don't, I don't really feel like the Henderson's house really had that great of a... The Hendrix's? The what are they? Hendrix's? Hendrix's. Uh, they had a freaking barbecue in the last... In the- oh, you're right. Okay. I think it's cold. Forget everything it's, I said. I think it's autumn. It's autumn. Right. Because up in Canada, so it's, it's like autumn. September, October-ish. <laughs> You're laughing at my... Yeah. It's not fall. <laughs> you just got what I was going to... Yes. Okay, gotcha. So she calls... Sarah calls Kasima. She doesn't know what to do. She just needed to leave to talk right. to somebody mm-hmm. and tells her what she learned. Kasima says it must be a double blind study that the monitors aren't aware of what they're doing so they can't skew the results. Right. Um, and then she also thinks that she has a monitor dilemma of her own because Big D's following her around the library. Yep. Big D. <laughs> and Big D? Know, Big D. 
<laughs> God damn it. Um, and Kasima kind of explains that, you know, she's new there. She's all alone. She didn't bring anybody with her. So naturally somebody would come to monitor her. Well, she's cute, though. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. Who's cute? Kasima. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah. She's so, the cutest. So somebody would obviously be into her. Yeah. And considering she's lesbian, why not a woman? <laughs> she's lesbian. <laughs> she's lesbian. Yes. However, she lives an alternative. We know that lifestyle. Big D is a big lying liar. So <laughs> we don't know that yet. It's true, but it's so obvious in this episode. Yeah, especially at the very end. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just gross. But, yeah. Uh, I feel like this is also like, come on, Big D. Um. But Sarah tells her to stay away from this girl or whoever she's talking about and to stick to the science. And Cosima says, what am I, the geek monkey now? Mm-hmm. It's cute. And then, out, but uh, Not Sarah, now. You were the geek monkey from the beginning. Yeah, girl. But Cosima, or Sarah has to hang up because Allison's calling her and leaves her to it. Right. Um, she says, Sarah needs to come over right now because she's got a situation. She doesn't tell her any details. Just come over. Yep. And hangs up. She puts a hockey helmet on Donnie mm-hmm. and accidentally pushes him down the stairs. Yeah, I don't know what basement. she was thinking. Like, was she thinking she was going to be able to hold Donnie's weight and slowly? I think she was trying to like take him and like put, edge him down the stairs, like holding onto his feet. But she, I think she just okay. let go and he slid right. down. This is Allison. That was Donnie. I'm just saying. Yeah. I think he would go the other way. And not try to hold on to his feet and slowly release him <laughs> Head down first. the stairs. It just doesn't seem practical. No. but Especially you know. when she was having so much trouble pushing him toward the stairs. Right. She was just panicking, I think. And, you know, it was all a big mess. And she was very surprised by it, too. And she was like, <laughs> the, 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 <gasps> hands, yeah, the, hands over her mouth and... Uh, like, did, what did I just do? Right after she did that, after she hit him with the golf club, too. Yep, now she gives him a bigger head injury by throwing <laughs> him down the stairs. Good job, Allison. Paul has put a tracker on Sarah's car, so he's trying to figure out where she's going. Well, it's a nice car. It may have had Lojack already, you know. It's possible. And he just knew the login because he's her monitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison. Or OnStar, I suppose. Could have had <laughs> OnStar. But he's a military boy. I feel like he put, like, a tracker on him. You never, you know, you don't know. It could have been OnStar. I guess. Could have been LoJack. Uh, You're right. It's probably a tracker. <laughs> Everybody's always putting trackers on people's cars in the show. Yeah, I put trackers on everybody's car. Yeah. All the time. I have a tracker on you. Do you yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very true. <laughs> Only so that I know how much time I have to eat food or uh-huh. at the gym <laughs> before you come over. Uh huh. Or when are you when are you gonna start heading over, Brad? I'm expecting you. Yeah. Or why, that. Why are you still at home? Because <laughs> <laughs> I like to be creepy and it's funny. We have plans. Uh-huh. And you're supposed to be on your way already. Yeah. Get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> um, Allison duct tapes and ties Donnie to a chair. With very with crafty duct tape. Cla- crafty duct tape and glittery cords. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is the She's Allison the- aesthetic. Yes. Well, they're in the craft room, so. Um, she. It's probably the best anyone's ever looked being restrained to a chair. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very crafty. I feel like that would be like if any cosplayer like accidentally kidnapped someone and like had to interrogate someone, they would have to use all their craft supplies. <laughs> Can we do next year? We'll do. Uh, oh no, I can't do that. What? You be Allison and I be Donnie. Yeah, and I'll be tied to a chair. But then I'd have to have a chair, and I definitely plan on driving to or flying to Dragon Con. Well, you can just. There's a million chairs. You can just sit down. Like if you're just wearing his pajamas. Yeah. And have like glue gun. He wasn't wearing pajamas. Oh, he was. Oh, that's right. But if you have like the the like pink galoshes, you're right. It must have been winter because he was wearing galoshes. Yeah. (laughs) Um. You just put like the hot glue gun burns on yourself, and Mm -hmm. then like the the pink sleep mask on top of your head, and then I'll have the glue gun and pajamas. Uh huh. We could do that at night sometime in Dragon Con. That would be funny. That would be funny. (laughs) 
That'd be hilarious. Uh huh. And I could have, like, I could make fake uh, arm chairs, and I could sit anywhere and put my hands up. Yeah, well, like you're them. with the like glitter cords tied around uh-huh. you, and I'll just wrap duct tape around your waist. There you go. Or around your arms and waist, and then it'll be. And I have to have. I could use these headphones because they unplug. Oh yeah. No, but I could get. I could get. The the gun. I could range go out ones. and get pink gun range. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be that'd be amazing. Let's do this. This is hilarious. See now we have an obscure reference. Yes. <laughs> Take that, Nick. Nick. I'm pushing you out. <laughs> I'll do all the obscure shit. Although you guys still need to do her. <laughs> So that you can complete your, so you can complete your, 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 your circle of, of, uh, oh, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. You can complete your circle of Scarlett Johansson by being a computer. We decided on our obscure costume already, but it's not Scarlett Johansson related. Oh. Poo. It is kind of, uh, it is adjacent, I guess. (laughs) Scarlett adjacent. How does that work exactly? Is it's it like- Gwyneth Paltrow for me okay. instead. Gotcha. So, I mean, you know, they were in a movie together. Re- they yeah. were in a lot of movies together. Yeah, they were in a few. <laughs> so. By, I don't know, from a, from a company that begins with M. Yep. Yeah. One of those. One of those companies. One of that obscure company. Yeah, that weird. Nobody really knows about it. <laughs> Starts with M, ends with L. Uh-huh. Anyway. So, she grabs... Her hot glue gun and says, "What's in the box, Donnie?" And starts to interrogate <laughs> what's him. What's in the box? Yeah, what's, what's in the, the box? What's in the box? Oh my God! Speaking of Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> <laughs> when I got my my oh, it's not there anymore. When I got my new Black Widow wig, the uh-huh. Winter Soldier one, I had like a box and yeah. I made a video and I said, "What's in the box?" And then I opened it and there was a, there was a head inside. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and it made me really amused. Yes, that is quite amusing. Uh. So, so she's like, you move the files you have on me from your special box. And he's like, what? Uh, and then you, she starts to drip the hot glue on his chest and he screams, that shit burns, man. And she's got the heavy well, duty before stuff. Before that, she smacked him three times. No, she does that afterwards. Oh, does she? Yeah. Um, she says, I know what you do. You spy. You perform medical experiments on my sleep. And then she says, big boop. <laughs> slapping him each yeah. time slap backhand slap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, good meanwhile Cosima is at, in the library with the wrench no um, <laughs> not the candlestick not the candlestick okay uh, she approaches Big D because she's staring at her the whole time uh-huh. and in and says she's bored and, <laughs> and then right Delphine's on that just table. like <laughs> Delphine's just like, well, we could go to this lecture by Doctor Leakey about neolutionism. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> so casual, like she literally was like waiting to pull that flyer out of her notebook. Yeah, just waiting. She was. Well, you know, like she likes her. I no, she's being a liar. A lying liar. Yeah. She's literally, she was waiting for Cosima to make a move, and she was waiting for the moment. Like, she should have. Yeah. <laughs> if she wanted to be a lot more sly about it, she should have been like, well, we could go get some dinner, like, you know, or lunch, you know, at the cafeteria if you're hungry. Or there's this interesting lecture I heard about. Uh-huh. Like, not just be like, we could go to this lecture. Here's the flyer and all the information you could possibly need about it. Let's go right now. But she's also Evo Devo and she knows that. Kasima's Evo Devo. Yes, so she I'm is. Saying. Yeah. But I'm just saying. So she's trying to pander to her scientific mind. I know. But Delphine's bad at. And she's a nerd. Delphine's bad at things. At pandering? Yes. At lying? No, Delphine's bad at lying and Kasima's blinded by her hot face. So she doesn't even notice. <laughs> Why would Cosima's hot face be blinding her? No. Cosima is blinded by Delphine's hotness. Oh. So she doesn't notice how bad of a liar and shady she is. I got it. I thought you were saying there was some sort of like reflect, reflective <laughs> light that makes it impossible I mean, for her to see past her own beauty. I mean, her glasses maybe. <laughs> They're reflective. There you go. Um, Back at the law or... The loft. Not the loft. The uh, townhouse. Uh-huh. Paul, Paul, 
<laughs> has, put some, <laughs> has put some drugs in the whiskey and calls Sarah and leaves a message for him to come, for her to come talk to him. Uh-huh. I think it was some of Beth's pills. Yeah. Like maybe was, a sleeping one or something. It was something or another. How, how, like, who has those? I mean, I mean, we just did the craft and they had the alchemy thing there, you know, where you scratch up pills and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's I don't have one of those. People that do a lot of drugs have those. Do you have one of those? No, I don't do a lot of drugs. <laughs> well, you can use it to like prepare herbs too. I know, but I don't use herbs. But you liked doing witchy things at one point. One would assume you had one of these to do your that's various like, dark arts. That's like arts. for a kitchen witch. Various dark arts. I'm not a, a kitchen witch. I'm not a kitchen witch. You're <laughs> <laughs> just a normal everyday outdoor witch. Yeah, exactly. I just okay. like oils and candles and shit. Right, so he's he's putting <laughs> um probably sleeping pills in yeah. the whiskey. Yeah, probably nothing to like hurt her, just something to like control her basically. Uh-huh. So she doesn't get away again. Um and then Allison's still interrogating Donnie, wondering she seems seems to be against the rules of the uh of the watcher there. Well, planning he's on, no Giles. Plaguing it, pl- planning on drugging <laughs> her seems to be like against Actually, the Giles rules. Actually, Giles drugged Buffy one time. It no, but really I'm bad. saying it seems to be against the know, rules of being, <laughs> being a, 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 a monitor. <laughs> yeah. Because he's not supposed he's to interfere. Yeah. Um, Although I suppose he's already interfered by not saying that he knows she's not Beth. Right. He hasn't told them anything, so he's, ar- he's already like gone against the program anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Allison's interrogating Donnie. She wants to know if she's sick like the German, and he's like, what German? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then she duct tapes his mouth. Oh, I can do that to you. No, she put a sock in his mouth. And then she duct tapes it. No, she didn't. She tapes it over. Did she? Yeah. I don't remember her taping it over. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she taped it over. I just thought she stuck it in there, which is one of the most baffling movie things to me ever. People put a rag in your mouth and yeah, you, you just, just can't tongue it, it out, out. You know? Must be a big rag. <laughs> and then... She puts the sleep mask over his eyes and her gun range hearing protection over his ears. Right. And answers the door. And answers the door because Sarah has come over yep. and sees Donnie tied, tied up. She says, he's my husband. I think he's my watcher. And just then, Ainsley and the entire neighborhood arrives for the potluck. <laughs> yes. The monthly potluck. Yes. Which is apparently at Allison's house this time. Mm-hmm. Allison asks Ainsley if they can change venues, and she says, just take your happy pills and we'll handle it. And she's like, I'm sick. But <laughs> it doesn't work. Achoo. And then Spice Girl starts playing, and that made me happy. Okay. Just, just an FYI. Didn't, Alice, even, didn't even register on my musical knowledge brain bits. It's wannabe. They're playing, yo, I'll tell you what I want. I just, it didn't. I didn't didn't even didn't even stick in there. Yeah, not even one iota of it stuck in there. That might have been another reason why I love this episode so much because I was like, oh, orphan black Spice like Girl. Spice Girls. Okay. I mean, Tatiana loves Spice Girls, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison makes a cute little off-limits sign with you know curly ribbons uh-huh. <laughs> adorning it, uh-huh. so nobody goes in the basement to see her husband being tortured <laughs> and interrogated. Well. He's in the craft room behind a closed door. But yeah, you don't want him hanging yeah. around there. You might hear him mumble. <laughs> she is talking to Sarah and says, I can't back out of the monthly potluck. She takes some pills, drinks some wine. Sarah tells her to take a deep breath. And Allison says, I hate yoga. <laughs> She's like on hella edge now. Uh-huh. She tells Sarah to interrogate Donnie while she handles the party. And then Sarah does one of my favorite things where she looks really cute. She goes, what? <laughs> She gives Sarah some of her clothes to change into so that she will look like Allison so she Uh can interrogate him. Right. I mean, and then Sarah calls Felix to come bartend, but he is in the middle of a conquest. Well, at the end of the Or at the end of the conquest, but he wanted to continue the conquest. Of course. He gets some money, and Sarah tells him to dress suburban. Right. But you forgot the, the funny part. What was the funny part? Where Allison's like, I, I pretended to be you for your daughter, so you have to do this for me. Mm. You know, pulling that old, hey. Yeah. I did a body swap for you now. It's your turn. <laughs> you owe me. Clone swap. Clone swap. Um, Allison's running around. People are asking her a million questions about food and glasses and gift bags. 
Sarah's in the basement putting lipstick on. She has a headband on over her head to cover up her lack of bangs. Yep. Which is her, which becomes like her Allison uniform for every single time she has to impersonate Allison. Allison. Okay. Uh, And she's kind of looking in her compact going, hello, Donnie. Hello, Donnie. (laughs) Trying to get her Allison voice together. Yep. Sarah has to do this all on her own. Yes. You know, Allison had a coach. She did. She had Felix to help her. But Sarah's a con artist, so comes a little bit more naturally to her. Yep. Paul, Paul is on the phone with Olivier, and he tells, or maybe they're hanging out. I don't remember. Are they physically together in this part? I don't remember if he's at the apartment or not. Anyway. I think he's on the phone with them. Okay. He tells Olivier that Beth is in her dark place, and Olivier... Olivier tells Paul Paul, not to interfere unless it's critical. As long as your subject makes her own choices, there are no wrong decisions. Right. Maybe they are together. I feel like he's at the I feel like he's at the townhouse while she's gone. No. Were they walking in the park? No, that was the day before, right? That was the other one. Eh, who cares? Doesn't Whatever, matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not integral to the story. No. Um, Sarah starts asking, well, Sarah's very nice at first to mm-hmm. Donnie. She takes the hearing protection off. And pulls the rag out of his mouth. Pulls the rag out of his mouth. Gives him water. hmm And she asks him about, uh, why monitoring. He, why he was up. Yeah. And why, why he, he was up, up so in the middle of the night. He says he got up to watch cricket because it's on at a weird time because it's like an African game or some South African game. Uh-huh. And he says, take off the GD blindfold. Allison, get your frazzled PMS shit together. And Sarah ain't going to take that shit. Yep. She says, you watch your tone. Your wife is the rock of this family. You will no longer speak down to her. Am I clear? Yep. And then he's scared. Of course. Yeah, because she's being very sexy. Yeah. (laughs) But I like that because, I mean, I like that she's sexy. I like that Sarah did that because it was like Allison got something for Sarah by being Sarah. Like she got her more visits with her daughter. And then uh-huh. Allison, Sarah got Allison respect from her husband right. by being Allison and Very saying nice. what she couldn't say. Yeah, it's a good trade. So. Um, good catch. Yeah. I like that. Clones, clone sisters sticking together for each other. Yep. Um, Cosima shows up to the very not suspicious lecture. <laughs> okay. And sees some people milling about with white hair and one white contact, mm-hmm. which she thinks is kind of weird. But she sits with Delphine. And then Dr. Leakey gives his big old Neolution speech all about evolution and flawed human beings. Neolution's all about self directed evolution and that, you know, being better is your human right. Blah, blah, blah. And fixing what's wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. Also during the scene, let me just point out, they zoom in on a big old eyeball yeah. on his little... Sphere, his, his, his little sphere thing above his, his head. His PowerPoint sphere. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it looks like a very specific eyeball. Yes. Well, it's a... Uh, yes. It's, it's, yep. It's bionic. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's how you improve your eyesight. We give I'm you a, a new eye. I'm just saying. It looks yeah. like someone's eyeball like we later might. on. So what you're saying is, is... It was a plan all along. It's, um, oh, what's that thing you like so much when it's in a movie? Like the nail on the stair. It's uh, <laughs> Chekhov's it's eyeball. Chekhov's eyeball. <laughs> there we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> We had to wait a long time for Chekhov's eyeball to come back. We did have to wait back, a long time, but, but it, there was a payoff. Yes. Um, meanwhile, Vic has broken into Felix's loft. Yeah, a little B&E. <laughs> no big. <laughs> he know. steals a joint Yep. and opens his computer to see where he had just Google mapped, which was to Allison's house. I'm sure it was MapQuest. MapQuest, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a generic map app. Uh, Felix shows up to the party and he's looking ridiculous. He has like a sweater and po- and collared shirt on and uh-huh. <laughs> he's very quaffed. Yep. Uh, Sarah, so suburban. Sarah bursts out laughing when she sees him. Well, and he it. says, have you looked in the mirror? There's a thing on your head. <laughs> <laughs> 
Allison is now very drunk and very giggly. She gives no fucks at all. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite. This is such a good line. Some woman's asking her about crackers, and she says, how should I know, Charity? Why don't you go check the cracker cupboard? <laughs> I don't have a cracker cupboard I don't home. either. Maybe fi- Allison I need does. to rectify that. Get yourself a cracker cupboard. You need a cracker cupboard. Uh, Ainsley asks where Donnie is, and Allison says he's tied up. <laughs> yep. You know, a cracker cupboard in Fifty Shades of Grey would be totally something different. <laughs> I don't want to know. Whips. Oh, crack her? Cracker cupboard. Yeah. Gotcha. Get it. Hilarious. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Allison's tied up joke was better. It is good. Yeah. Sorry. She wants, Ainsley wants Allie to talk to her because she's going through some drama with Chad. God, Ainsley's so boring. Chad looks so familiar. He was on, um, did you ever watch The Nick? No. He looks like someone else, which is why you think he looks familiar. There we go. Okay. But he's been in The Nick and this and maybe some other things, but I don't know. We'll, we'll look it up later. Yeah. But he's like one of the main characters in The Nick. Anyway, she's going through some trauma with, drama with Chad. And who comes up at that moment to ask Allison what kind of sexy stretches she's been doing. And then she says, why is everyone asking me so many goddamn questions? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Felix appears to intervene right. with his fabulousness. And Chad says, it's a gay bartender. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chad. And I think Ainsley says something like, shut your stupid mouth. <laughs> well, maybe that's why you're having problems, Ainsley. Yeah. Felix puts drunk Allison on the couch downstairs. Sarah comes to talk to her to tell her that she doesn't think it's Donnie. Yep. Well, she says, it's not Donnie, but I whacked him and it felt so good. (laughs) I tortured my husband and messed up my family and you're the only person I can talk to, but you're just another version of me. (laughs) Sarah pats her knee a little awkwardly. Yep. (laughs) Probably because they're not really sitting together. I mean, they are, but you know. Well, there's a a There's the half body double there. Yeah. The the choreographing of her trying to take the wine away was done very well. Yes, yes. Allison's trying to drink her wine and then Sarah reaches just for, to it. Reach for it. <laughs> and, and Allison... she's like just pulls away. Yeah. You know. Uh she tells her that Donnie got up to watch cricket and then she reminds her that like You've known him since high you've school. You've known him since high school. Like Cosima just met this one girl. Sarah or Beth just met Paul two years ago or whatever. Right. And how could he be your monitor? You've known him for your whole life, basically. And she says, my other favorite line, so he's just Donnie? Eating, farting Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> and she's my monitor is probably one of those bitches upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and then she passes out. <laughs> yep. Because she took happy pills and drank a lot of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of party, Allison. <laughs> well, you know. After the lecture, Back at school, Delphine probably made Cosima hang around uh-huh. in some weird, suspicious way. Right. She was like, we should totally go meet Dr. Leakey. He's right there. She goes over to chat with him and then waves Cosima over. And she says, oh, yeah, you work at the Diet Dyad Institute. And she asks him about the people with the white hair and the weird eye. And he says those are called the freaky leakies because one time he said his perfect human had silver hair and one white eye. Right. That's how you weed out the serious people from the not serious people. Right. Cosima is very sassy to Dr. Leakey. She doesn't want to, she doesn't believe his shit. It's because she's Evo Devo. Yeah. Come on. There's a reason for this. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying she's being sassy. She is. And it's cute. She was sassy the first time he talked about fixing her uh, with the with the eye thing about how, you know, we could change your yeah. eyes. And she goes, you know, I'd probably just try some basic LASIK first. Yeah. Basic LASIK. That's pretty good. Basic LASIK. Open a store. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm not. I don't have a degree in yeah. LASIK. Well, you can just run the business know. part of it. Okay. Find a LASIK person. I'm the idea man? Yeah. All right. She... Yeah, she's very sassy, and I forget what he says, but she just goes, bullshit. And it's very cute when she says, bullshit. Because she cocks her head. Mm -hmm. I just did that. Bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's it's sexy. I agree. Can you do try it now this time with um dreadlocks? I have to get them out of the closet. Okay. I have my Casima glasses on. Is that not good enough for you? Whoa, damn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she she says she wants him to show and not just tell his work. Um, and then they depart and they steal some wine bottles. And run away while Love Fool is playing, which is very apt for Cosima. Because mm-hmm. she's a damn fool right now. Yep. <laughs> they run away and she says, and Delphine says, what I like to do after a jogging is smoke. <laughs> and Cosima says, did you just say a jogging? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Which is kind of cute. That's adorable. That part is adorable. But smoking after jogging is not cute. No, that, don't smoke, kids. It's Especially after you. jogging. Yeah, after a jogging. A jogging. <laughs> Do not go a jog. Go for a jogging and then for a smoking. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, it's not attractive at all. What do you have to go a jogging again? Then you're going to be out of breath and coughing exactly. up a lung. Exactly. And then Delphine has to leave, so she kisses Cosima's cheek and, le- and goes away. Ooh. Since Allison is now down for the count, Sarah has to go be Allison around everyone else now. Uh-huh. Felix is pretty sure that Ainsley is Allison's monitor because she's such a nosy bitch. <laughs> wow. Well, she is. She's calling her out. Why don't you? Uh, well, she is a nosy bitch. She is very nosy. Uh, Felix tells everyone that he's Allison's acting coach. And Ainsley's like, I didn't know you hired professional help. <laughs> Sarah this, is, goes- this is Chekhov's acting. acting um, the play. Whatever. The play that will happen later. Chekhov's acting. Me, me, me. Some word that makes sense. Uh, acting coach. <laughs> clue. Acting clue. Acting clue. Okay. Act- <laughs> Sarah goes back to check on Donnie and tells him that she can't untie him until the party's over. And says, you know, while you're here, you should really think about the- their life and what they have together their lives and what they have together uh-huh. paul has tracked sarah to the party he puts his scary serial killer gloves on <laughs> just as vic shows up to the party as well way to go vic so she go she finds out that vic is there so she has to go meet vic in the bedroom well she sends him up to the bedroom well she sends him up there because he threatens to start making friends if she doesn't come talk to yeah, him so uh v called her to let her know that Vic was there and then Vic says you need to talk to me otherwise I'm like I said fee it's fee Fee. sorry fee Felix uh so that um, Vic and you were calling him no (laughs) so then she tells him to go wait for her in the bedroom upstairs Uh and then she would be up there so she goes up there just as Paul is sneaking into the backyard and then he sneaks into the basement and sees Allison's photo with her family and he's very confused and then he sees Allison on the couch and he's even more confused Uh he goes over to her and he says Beth and he holds her head and she starts making kissy faces (laughs) (laughs) she's drunk and half asleep doesn't she say Donnie too no she says she says her name is she goes Allison (laughs) (laughs) and then she says, come to bed with me, or she's something like, come to bed or something like that. Yeah. And then he puts her head back down, and he hears Donnie struggling and opens the door to see him, like, on the floor, like he had moved the chair. Right. Wrestled the chair to the ground, basically, but was still tied up. And as luck would have it, the computer was open with a live feed to the nanny cam in the bedroom. And Paul, Paul sees Sarah talking to Vic. And so he goes into the bedroom. Let's <laughs> just let's follow Paul around. Yep. He claims that she were Yeah, okay. So Vic's freaking out. Sarah's freaking out. Paul claims that Sarah works for him just so that he can get Vic to calm down. Then Sarah opens the door and Ainsley is fucking there. <laughs> so then she tells Paul she tells well, Paul leads Vic down. Oh, sorry, too many things going on. Paul takes Vic to the garage, and Ainsley wants to chat with Sarah, right. who she thinks is Allison, mm-hmm. which is so sad. She like sits down on their little bench at the at the edge of their at the bottom of their bed, and 
scoots over and then like pats it next to her like come on come talk to me friend uh-huh and sarah kind of rolls her eyes like oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh she tells sarah that she suspects chad is having an affair and then she kind of gets distracted because or and sarah's like well you know every family has their secrets you know it's fine don't worry about it if you're having problems and then she notices that sarah changed her shirt right and Sarah says, oh, someone spilled something on it. But Ainley says, it's probably because of Paul. Like, ooh, friend from college, eh? Because they're Canadian, so, eh. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Paul has knocked Vic out in the garage. And then he has a nail gun ready to nail him, I guess. <laughs> That's a poor uh, choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really have any other. <laughs> I didn't really know how else to describe it's not, that. It's not the scene we want to portray. No. Shoot him with the nail gun. Sure, there you go. Because he wants to know everything about Sarah. Vic tells him that her last name is Manning, that she's an orphan. He doesn't know Beth or Allison. He's just in love with Sarah, and he just does crazy things for her. Okay. And then he starts, sh- then he shoots the, he still shoots the nail gun in his hand. Well, that's when he tries to run away. Yeah. Sarah comes in now to try to help Vic get away. Well, this is, he shoots it when Sarah was already in there. Yeah, yeah. So Sarah, he's trying to tell, like, Sarah walks in. He's like, hi, Sarah Manning. And then they have the whole back Mm -hmm. and forth. And Vic's begging Sarah to tell him he doesn't know anything. And Paul says, this guy seems like a very loose end. Yep. And then when he's, yeah, momentarily distracted by Jimbo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, God, I wrote Jimbo and it made me giggle. Very good. Yeah. And Jimbo comes in for Jimbo a second. Jimbo comes in and throws a ball at Sarah and she tries to rush her out. And Paul nail guns Vic's hand to a chair. Yes. That's when it happens. Right. I need to like complete my thought before I or keep reading before I say things. Yeah. You were just so excited about Jimbo. I was so excited about Jimbo. Uh, Ainsley finds Allison asleep downstairs and then puts her to bed. Uh huh. And then. What is Ainsley doing? Why did she even know. go to the garage? Right? Like, oh. what the fuck is she doing? She doesn't even need to be in there. Because she's a nosy bitch. That's why. Yeah. Needs to know everything. She's the gossip. I hate her. She's so lame. And she's just really annoying and sad. Anyway. Sarah pushes Vic out of the garage. Finally, once she has, as we assume, dis- detached him from the chair. Right. <laughs> he's having a real bad day. He just got his finger cut off. Now he's got a nail gun to a chair and the shit beat out of him by Paul. Yep. It's not great. Also, uh, pepper sprayed by Allison. Yep. <laughs> it's bad. It's been a bad day. Or it's been a bad couple of days, I guess. It's been a bad just couple, yeah, because that happened happen the day, day before, I'm sure. But Sarah, okay, so yeah. She closes the door and then Ainsley comes back in. Fucking Ainsley. She says, <laughs> I literally just put you to bed. Did you fly down here? Uh, Ainsley tries to introduce herself to Paul. And as he's about to grab his gun, Sarah puts her puts Paul's arm around her and she says, you know, every marriage has their little secrets. Tee hee. <laughs> and then Ainsley leaves finally. Right. That night, uh, Donnie's in bed looking very pouty, like a kicked little puppy because he kind of is a kicked puppy. Well, you know, maybe a... <laughs> had a bad day also. Yeah. So she... you had a bad day. <laughs> she, you know... She comes with tea or something and tries to apologize, but he admits that it was all his fault. You are the rock of this family, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is what Sarah said. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just porn in my special box. And then he starts talking about this woman from college that he, you know, briefly had a fling with when he and Allison were broken up for a little while. Right. And even after they weren't doing anything together anymore, they still traded you know, what we would call sexting nowadays, like sexy letters. Mm -hmm. But then she got lupus and he never heard from her again. So he doesn't know what happened to her and he's kind of sad about it. And he said he was just trying to hold on to something that was personal to him. And then he cries in her lap. It's sweet. It is sweet. Sarah goes back with Paul to the townhouse. That was clearly another lie, though. The box? That there were letters from a girl that he had a fling with and she had lupus and he hadn't heard from her. No, I believe that. I think that's real. 
I don't believe it, because when he was burning it all, he was on the phone with somebody saying he took care of it in the previous episode. Yeah. I still think part of that was real, though. Everything except for the lupus. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. And never hearing from but, her like, again. But, like, Donnie isn't really a good actor. Like, I don't think... No, because... No. He was Donnie didn't know what the fuck from he was doing. Box, but yeah. he was burning everything from that box. He was probably burning the medical information that he was taking notes. Okay. But he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Okay. Because as we find out in season two, yeah. when he finally finds things out, like he doesn't know. He didn't know that he was spying, like what he was doing. He thinks he's in a social sociological experiment. Oh, that's right. A, okay. social, a sociology study. Okay. That's so true. I don't think You're it's right. malicious. Well, I don't. Think I mean, the we're girl... supposed to believe it's well, malicious saying, still. I don't think he's not hasn't heard from her ever since. That's my thing. It's he. What if he's on the phone with the woman and yeah. he's burning the letters? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were saying he was on the phone with like Leaky or somebody. No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. That the girl that he claims yes. has lupus is that's the lie. Yes. Like I think okay. I think he's still having sexting <laughs> with yeah. air quotes. With somebody, you know, his, right? His dirty little secret. Yes, I yeah, I agree with that. I thought you meant he was burning his sexy letters. I thought you meant he was burning like neolution shit or whatever. No, maybe he's being a little. I think he's just being a little shit. A little, uh, a little less shite. than, a little less than, uh, you know. But I think he did stop whatever he was doing with her. Yeah. Okay. Because after this, they become much stronger together. So. It's true. Um, and especially after he finds out what's going on. Sorry, I totally spoiled that, but that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most people probably know anyway. Most maybe. people listening to the Orphan Black episodes have probably already seen every episode. It's probably true. Maybe. Most people. I think 90% of them. I think my mom's well into like past season three, so yeah, she would know that already. <laughs> um. So Sarah's gone back with Paul. He offers Sarah a drink from the whiskey that he drugged, and but then Sarah finally decides to explain everything. Right. And she says, clones. And she says, we count nine of us so far. And then Paul takes that whiskey back and gives her a non-drugged bottle. Right. A black label, too. I think Johnny Walker black mm -hmm. label is what it looked like to me. <laughs> and he said, you should have just told me that in the first place. Well. Uh, so then... Finally, we see a very sexy woman entering a hotel room in a sparkly dress, and it is mm -hmm. Big D. Yep. And then... She's going to get freaky with Leaky. No. <laughs> it's so gross. He emerges in a, in a robe and starts kissing her neck from behind. I know. So gross. Okay. The end. <laughs> <laughs> So, some fun facts. Please. Big D yep. was one of the actresses that was in the running for the lead role. I feel like that would be terrible. Sorry, Big D. Uh, just because Tad is so amazing. Yeah, she's very good at her stuff. Uh, she didn't get the part, obviously, but Delphine was written especially for her because they liked her so much. Okay. One of the, the writer for the episode, Will Pasco, says Fargo meets Reservoir Dogs was his inspiration. Huh, for the episode. <laughs> I see that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, Neolutionism is a fictional term, a sort of philosophical composite designed to tribute several contemporary and historical perspectives on directed evolution. Uh -huh. At its root, it represents the belief that scientific advancements can and do improve the human condition. So anything we can invent or develop scientifically to do, that should be apl applauded. Cool. Um, even if those discoveries and inventions can refine the terms of the species. Sorry, I'm reading these sentences badly because I'm tired now. I mean, I've been tired. Now I'm still tired. <laughs> even if those discoveries and inventions can refine the terms of the species survival. These ideas have been eloquently debated by such luminaries as Stephen Hawking and Francis Arnold, as well as all kinds of social science conspiracy theorists and science fiction creators. It's true. Um, the original plan for this episode was to corral all of the clones in one place at the same time, which was in Allison's home. Uh -huh. But as the clones' unique stories developed and their relationships to one another became more sophisticated, it was more important to allow Cosima to pursue the consequences of her isolation and very different priorities in Minnesota 
while Sarah and Allison confronted the ugly truth about not being able to escape one another as easily as easily as they first hoped. Okay. In other words, forcing the women together would truncate what each needed to experience to move the story ahead. Ultimately, the potluck was shot over two days on location of Markham, Ontario, which doubles as Bailey Downs. Very nice. And then double count. Three. Yep. Plus Sarah as Allison. <laughs> okay. Four. <laughs> That's right. You like to do the... I like the clone swap. It's fun. You like to do the, uh, the con artist additions. Well, because there's going to be so many at some point. It's going to oh, be so it's fun. Gonna, it's going to be insane. I love all the swapping. That's all I got for you this week. Well, that is a great enough to have. Yeah. You know, it sort of just leaves you on this, um, once again, a uh, thing that you want to know what's happening next. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do they call those? Cliffhanger. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. Brain for catching up to my thoughts. So, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at CDoublePod. And I, you know, if you like the show, please tweet out and let people know about it. That way uh, they can find it. Uh, you can email suggestions or comments or ideas or stories to cdoublepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Stephanie on Instagram at Steph plus verb. And please uh, rate and review us on iTunes. And uh, you can find us on most platforms as always and until next time i'm stephanie kretz and i'm bradford barth thank you for listening goodbye